This show is made possible by support from Landsharks.ca. Visit them for all your coin and swag needs at www.landsharks.ca. And by viewers like you. Thank you for your donations. Urban caching, parks caching, and hamster caching? It's April 30th, 2011. This is Track Files. Hi there and welcome to Track Files. I'm your host, Icing Rye. Track Files is a video podcast featuring catching news, upcoming events, major milestones, YouTube videos, and podcast rewind. My website is trackfiles.tv. My email address is geoicingrye.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Track Files. And if you're a fan of the show, make sure you sign up for the Track Files Facebook fan page. So, what's new? Well, Earlier this week, I got a chance to go out and do some cash maintenance and hide a brand new cash. In an earlier episode, I mentioned that I was part of a group planting caches all throughout North America as part of a series all about the British TV series Doctor Who. And this cache is based out of Indiana by one of my regular viewers, Cecil the Evil Monkey. And uh, I'm glad to be part of the program and hope the series goes well. I hit the cache dedicated to Doctor Who number two. So the cache has been hidden and I'm trying something different. I'm actually using it as a chirp cache. So it's going to be a two-stage. Stage one will be the actual chirp chip, which will then tell you where the coordinates to the final cache are. And for those of, uh, for caches of Prince George area who don't have a Garmin GPS unit, there's a traditional piece of paper in there also. So it's all good. It's in the queue and hopefully Wizard of Ooze, the British Columbia cache approver, will approve it fairly soon and uh, we'll let the sucker rip and see how she goes. Also I did some cache maintenance. There's a couple caches that need a new logbook so they got replaced and I had a DNF on one of my caches. So I went out and it's still there. It's still going strong and I actually archived one of my caches. I had a few reviews saying that the logbook was full so I went and checked on it and the lamppost was mounted on. Looks like someone's been messing around with it and there's quite a bit of exposed wiring and it's just a safety issue. Uh, I don't want anybody electrocuting themselves trying to find one of my caches so I uh, brought her home. It's in a safe spot however the cache will now be archived and I'll have to come up with something different. Well, that's about enough small talk for now. Let's get in the meat of the show. Let's get in the cashy news. Cashy news. First, we hear from Environment Canada. Where are they right? Canadian Environment Week Geocaching Contest, April 30th to June 11th, 2011. Environment Canada and Parks Canada have partnered to organize a geocaching contest throughout Canada. What is geocaching? It's a game of hiding and seeking treasure. The game is played throughout the world by adventure seekers equipped with GPS devices. The idea is to locate hidden containers called geocaches, which are hidden outdoors and share your experiences online. We've placed geocaches containing the password in national parks, national historic sites, and national wildlife areas throughout the country. To have a chance to win a prize, you must get the password and submit it to us on this website. So celebrate Canada Environment Week this year by taking the time to visit our beautiful national parks, historic site, and national wildlife areas. Appropriate site entry fees may have to be paid. So if you're a Canadian cacher, you can remember it wasn't all that long ago when Parks Canada just said no to caching in our parks. 
And a lot of provincial bodies, including the British Columbia Geocaching Association, sat down with them and they hashed out a set of geocaching rules. And about a couple years ago, Parks Canada started allowing caching back in the National Parks area under very strict guidelines. And now look, it's come around 360 degrees where the parks themselves are now hiding caches. And the nearest caches to me here in the Prince George are in the Jasper National Park area. And I've looked them both up and they're both in the uh, urban areas. So a really great, easy to get to caches that still get you outdoors and join our national parks. As usual, I'll have links to this story and some of the caches on my website at trackfiles.tv. So next we hear from the Parks Rapid Enterprise. Geocaching catching on as hobby and area. Hunting for treasure appeals to the kid in all of us. That's why the game, Spart Activity, of geocaching has caught on like wildfire across the globe in the decades since its conception. Grannies, treasure hunters, computer geeks, and young kids are joining the high-tech search for Chotka. It's not necessarily the object of the hunts that's such fun, although even adults can delight in finding kitsch at the end of the rainbow. In geocaching terms, it's called swag, stuff we all get. But it's the allure of the search that stimulates the creative juices and taps them to the youthful spirits sometimes hidden deep within. Geocaching has quickly evolved into an activity with its own online community, lingo, code of conduct, and ethical mantra. There are 125 caches within 20 miles of Park Rapids, one cache at each public access in the county. On May 13th, a workshop will be held through Parks Rapid Community Education that will explain the ins and outs of geocaching. The following day, a treasure hunt will allow students and other affectionados to apply their skills throughout the region in search of swag. The best place to start is the website, geocaching.com. So there you go, folks. Another city hosting another introduction to geocaching event. And you happen to attend the event, email me, geoisonry at isonry.com. Let me know how it goes. Some of you may be familiar with the controversy about Apple and location tracking on its new iPhones. From PC Mag, we have this article. Geocaching, the good side of location tracking. After 15 minutes of crawling on concrete, groping guardrails, and musing on the composition of a makeshift seesaw in an unexpected park pressed between two lanes of traffic on Allen Street in New York City, I'll have to admit, I had doubts about geocaching. I hadn't heard of geocaching until a few weeks ago. A friend from Berlin was visiting, and with nothing planned and little interest in conceiving a plan, I joined him on his portable pastime, geocaching, a GPS-based game that sends players combing their surroundings for hidden containers, geocaches. It sounds silly, I know. However, if you're sick of reading about the iPhone's secret tracking feature, consider geocaching your panacea. With geocaching, you're in charge. Free to opt in or out as you please. Review the location information your device gathers and use that information to rediscover places you take for granted. In the course of my day geocaching, my friend and I walked a quarter of the length of Manhattan, armed with little more than some crumpled printouts, his temperamental GPS unit, and my crotchety iPhone 3G. By desk, he'd found a geocache, and I found a new way to see the city. So there you go, folks. Another great article on someone's introduction to the sport of caching. As usual, visit my website, trackfiles.tv, for a link to the full-length article. For our final news article, we head down to Seattle to the lily pad where we read in the Latitude 47 blog from Groundspeak. Website downtime Wednesday, May 4th. On May 4th, 2011, geocaching.com, waymarking.com, whereigo.com, and all related mobile applications will be going down for several hours as we perform site maintenance. You may or may not be aware that Groundspeak servers are powered by hamsters. We are adding several additional hamsters to the mix, which should fix website service issues. Groundspeak products will go offline around 9 a.m. Pacific, GMT minus 7 hours. We're not sure how long it will take to complete the upgrade. We estimate 4 to 6 hours, but it may be more or less. We'll be providing updates on the 4th by Facebook and Twitter. 
When the GroundSpeak products come back online, geocaching.com will have an updated look when the website performance will be improved. So there you go, the folks down in Lilipad adding a few more hamsters to the mix. But it sounds like we'll have a great new site when it's all said and done. Well that about wraps up for the news, time for this episode's YouTube video. YouTube video time. For this episode we visit with Team Gamsey and their video of a rather interesting cache that's called Only for the Diehards. And uh, well, you just have to see it to believe it. So from Team Gamsey and Track Files, here's Only for the Diehards. Here we are to get a very special cache. Now, we generally do not give spoilers, but in this case, we're going to tell you exactly where the cache is. And it's, well, somewhere in there. I don't think the cache owner knew what he was doing when he hid this cache, uh, but from previous logs, he does now. But yeah, I think he was just meaning intended to be in this hole at the top of the tree. Unfortunately, that hole is way 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 up there and you gotta go <coughs> up there and then way 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 back down here to get this cage fortunately he is going to do it not me yay me I'm just sliding on my butt. <laughs> Which actually is probably helping, you know? Yeah. Actually, this rope ladder is working a lot better than we were anticipating. That's good. I think I'm at the bottom. I think I'm at the bottom. Now you got the problem. You got to get it from around your ankles. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's plenty of room down there. Uh, you know you were questioning about having enough room down there? Yeah. There's plenty of room down there. Oh, looks like it widens out down there. <laughs> oh yeah, the top is off. Okay. Oh yeah, we're gonna do a So, this bottle of blur is the reason for the name of this cache. If you want to find out actually the reason why the name of this cache is named this way, you have to come and find this yourself. There you go. Okay. Uh. 
बैग है Camera there as I saw fingers come up out of the tree. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get my other foot in here. Next rung. Yeah. You're only about 10 inches from there. Yeah. Woo! Where's she? Yeah, she's standing there. <laughs> Pricing. There we go. <laughs> so what an amazing cache. The whole tree is actually hollow. Sounds like uh, I might have to put that one on my watch list and it'll be great to hear some of the stories coming out of that cache. So, now that we got you in a cachy mood, let's find some great events to go to. Time for this episode's Caching Event Planner. Caching Event Planner. All these events are scheduled for next Saturday, May 7th, 2011. First, we start in France, where we have International Flash Event, Springtime in Paris, hosted by White Friar. From there, we go to Kalmar, Sweden, for Rendezvous, hosted by Himmelskimmer. From there, we go to East Midlands in the United Kingdom for the Easter Geomob, hosted by MIGS48. From there, we're off to Michigan for Handicapping in Royal Oak, hosted by Geotherapist. From there, we're off to Alabama for Flash Mob. Congratulations, Clay Pigeons 5,000 cash, hosted by Friends of the Birds. From there, we go to Tennessee for Geocaching 101 with Billy, hosted by Omega. And finally, we end up in Ontario for celebrating 11 years, hosted by LW Squared. So there you go, folks. I'll have links to all those events on my website at trackfiles.tv. And if you have an upcoming event you like featured, email me, geoisonri at isonri.com. I'll feature it on an upcoming episode of Track Files. So now that you've got your calendar set, time to find some listening materials for those long commutes. Time for Podcast Rewind. Podcast Rewind, looking back at this past week in caching podcasts. We start with Caching Maniacs, where Daryl and Dre interview Landon Dia of Cincinnati, Ohio. Someday he would like to cache in Antarctica, but recommends other try caching in Kentucky, especially the Red River Gorge and the Columbus, Ohio area. From there we go to the Geocaching Podcast, where they talk about losing weight and geocaching. And they chat about how Daryl W. Four was given orders by his doctor to lose weight, and so he used geocaching and some other techniques that they talk about in this episode. So as usual, I'll have links to those podcasts on my website. Check them out to make for some great listening. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Track Files. But before I go, just a few quick notes. First off, I have to thank Landsharks for the continuing support of the Track Files podcast. Make sure you visit them at landsharks.ca for all your coin and swag needs. Also, I have to thank the viewers of the show for their financial contributions. Folks, without your contributions, Track Files would not be possible. And if you'd like to contribute, it's very easy. Just visit my website, trackfiles.tv. Look for the PayPal buttons on the right side menu. But in the meantime, and in between time, that's it. Another episode of Track Files. I hope you enjoyed. So, until the next episode, cash on. <laughs>